G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Now I want to focus in a little more specifically on the community that surrounds Longreach in Western Queensland. And welcoming to our conversation getting things underway today, the Community Disaster Relief Van is an initiative from two ladies, Marita Hutley and Amanda Hutley. And uh, they are a part of uh, what is a planned convoy from Warwick in southeast Queensland uh, through to Longreach coming up in April. And Marita is joining us now. Hello, Marita. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Marita, it's a great initiative. Now, this is you and it's your sister, Amanda, isn't it? No, sorry, it's Amanda Notif. Okay, I've got the, I've got the name friend. wrong there. Uh, yeah. Your friend, Amanda, so two friends, two ladies with a, an amazing initiative and you're getting legs on it because April the 10th you're planning this convoy from Warwick in southeast Queensland up into western Queensland, uh, the area there surrounding Longreach. What is it that triggered this uh, opportunity that you're about to undertake? Uh, this... It was um, actually a prayer request that I read on a Facebook prayer site um, by a lady who um, lives in Longreach. And when I read the prayer, it just it just touched my heart so much and was um, made me quite broken at the time, actually. And God just actually kept um, letting it sit there and sit there and I finally said okay God what do we have to do about this is there is this something that I need to you know get something some legs under and um yeah so this this prayer on on um have you got the prayer there have you got a copy I have yes would you like to read that prayer for us okay I will um it it always brings me to tears so I'm going to try to do it without that (laughs) so um it says long reach this is my home Today we are at around two years without sufficient rain to survive. Generous falls all around us, but nothing on the ground here. The green stops about 200 k's from Longreach in every direction. Storms we have had predicted to land here have just gone around us. Around 25 millimetre has fallen all summer. As you can see, it's made no impact. The country is broken and so are her people. Dry spirits, desolate souls. The impact here on everyone is tangible. There is a permeating spirit of fear, depression and death. We've lost our ability as a community to bounce back. The shops are empty and so are the eyes. I'm seriously concerned for lives, for families, for individuals. Drought affects the entire community. There is no money anywhere, no work, no hope. As a Christian community, we have been praying and believing for God to intercede with rain. We are humbly seeking God's will for our lives. Can I ask that you seek God on our behalf, not for rain, but for a clear understanding of his will. We need his direction. We need a mandate. 
God brought me to the desert 15 years ago. He's given me a love for the country and the people, and I can't be anywhere else but here. I just don't know how to walk forward at present. We are battle-weary. Those of us who are still able to stand are believing. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, kneel and pray, then I will come and heal their land. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Thanks, Lee. Wow, it is a moving prayer. And when you uh, read that prayer back, and, uh, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening into our conversation who are moved by that prayer, uh, this does describe the circumstances that people in drought conditions are experiencing. And what's interesting about this, Marita, is that having responded to that prayer, and now you've got the legs on an initiative to actually try and bring some relief, you are, in fact, uh, the answer to that prayer, or at least part of the answer to a prayer which encourages people who are in drought conditions that they're not alone, that they're not completely forgotten. Mm, that's right. It's it's all about just walking and doing what we can do to help out. Now, I was doing a little research just looking at the rainfall deficiencies and uh, the latest maps I can come up with show that there are significant areas throughout uh, Queensland up into the Gulf Country. Of course, uh, that certainly covers where you are there in Longreach. And then uh, those areas that extend down through uh, western Queensland, uh, through to the New South Wales border into northern New South Wales. There are patches throughout northern New South Wales uh, where they've had either serious rain deficiencies, severe deficiency or the lowest on record. There are patches there too in northwest Victoria and there are some sections there in the central west of Victoria and there's also some patches on the coast of Western Australia, central coast of Western Australia where rainfall deficiencies over the past 16 months look really, really severe. So inviting listeners at this time if you happen to be in any of those areas uh, tuned into our conversation today, you might like to contribute to the conversation, even if you just wanted to say, you know, where you are and uh, what conditions look like around your area or how people are coping when they're on the land or uh, businesses in town. Because, Marita, this is one of the things, isn't it, that you've picked up on, is that it's not just people on, on the land who suffer, but it's a whole community that suffers when there is drought in areas like Longreach. That's right, and it, it's probably the thing we've heard the most is um, the first thing is you think the farmers, but then when you walk the town and start talking to the businesses, um, it, is, it is getting desperate, and there's so many businesses that are holding so much um, debt trying to help the farmers out that they, they themselves are, are suffering so much. So it's, uh, it's across the board. It's not just one area that you can go in and help. You've got to actually have a plan that helps the whole community. Now, your initiative is part of your ministry role with the Community Disaster Relief Van. You've yes. done some other disaster relief. What have you done before? Well, we started out of um, the 2013 floods. It was the third time Warwick was hit with floods in three years, and we're actually... Um, with the river that comes through our town, the Condamine River, we're the first point of call for the floods. Um, so then it flows down to all the all the towns beyond us. So we, um, I actually got a phone call from 
my friend Sharon Ryan from Ryan for Tires and she rang up and they were cleaning out their business and she just rang up and said, oh, look, can you organise some food for us because uh, we're going to be down here mucking out all day and um, I'd actually spent time in the evac centre the night before helping the salvos with food and, and um, bedding people, visitors that were stuck in Warwick and so it, it, um, God had just been really preparing me for doing something the next day and so what started as a phone call from a friend became a full-blown effort to um, feed. You know, once we got down there and looked at the, the devastation that was all up and down that row of businesses and round to the school and down to the football club, it was like, well, we can't just do one business. We've got to do something. So it, it was birthed out of that and just ringing and texting and saying, hey, who can help? Who can bring food? Who can do this? Salvos were great. They come and did a barbecue at lunchtime. They were all so exhausted. And um, so that was how we started and why we started. And Amanda was probably one of the first ones there, and she was just all along. Um, every day we walked food around to the businesses and to the houses and to East School was one of the particular ones we um, we did a lot of ministering into, which they really appreciated. And... So from there, Amanda and I just decided that next time we needed to be ready. If something else happened, we, we needed to have some sort of plan in place to be ready. And we actually attended all the council's resilient training workshops and, and that so we could actually be ready for for what what may come in the future. So this whole initiative for the Community Disaster Relief Fan was born out of one phone call of one lady just asking for help. Well, I want to mention a few times uh, through our conversation this hour how people can get in touch with you and connect with you because you've got the convoy that's going uh, from April the 10th. So there's still time for either individuals or families, uh, community organisations, churches who want to actually be a part of something that really does make a difference in the lives of people uh, to be a part of this. And people can connect with you right now on Facebook. Yes. Uh, now, simply finding you on Facebook, Community Disaster Relief Van. Uh, that's yes. the way that people can connect with you. That's right, uh, yes. Marita, I know that you are uh, uh, getting ready to do this convoy and you've made connections in the area around Longreach uh, where you're going to be arriving with your convoy of relief for people who are doing it really tough there. I want to welcome into our conversation today Pastor Scott Madrell, who's the pastor of Reach Christian Church in Longreach. Hello, Scott. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. How are you? Very well. And Scott, uh, uh, Marita is on the phone with us, and you've connected with Marita already. Uh, yeah, you're on. Marita. You're... Hi. How are you going, Scott? Yeah, great. Scott, you're in Longreach. Can you give us a quick description as as to how people are coping with the dry drought conditions that are around Longreach at this time? Yeah, well, like you said, it does affect everyone. I think Marita said it's it's not just the property owners that are affected, it's local businesses as well. Um, it's certainly very dry. I've personally not seen it uh, this dry myself before. I've been out here for eight nearly no nine years now with my wife and uh, we've been pastoring the, the Reach Christian Church and we've never seen it destroy ourselves um, you know the Mitchell grass which is native to out here uh, most of it just sort of breaks off at the roots so uh, probably will need to come from seed again uh, the seeds in the ground but we we really need rain um, it's it's a difficult time for the community 
Scott, let me just ask you about your pastoral oversight role there. You've got a church in Longreach, uh, the Reach Christian Church. (laughs) You've got connections uh, with people who are doing it really tough around the town, people out on stations. uh, And it's not just people on stations, but it's all of the effects on the town itself. Uh, Describe for us how people are affected when there is drought condition. Well... I, I suppose I moved up here from Sydney. God called us to the outback, and uh, we really had no idea that he was going to call us here, but uh, it was very clear that he was calling us to here. And coming from the city, I didn't really understand what drought uh, really looked like. And uh, I suppose we do have a, a number of property owners in our church and business owners in our church. But, um, yeah, I we were praying for rain initially when we first moved out nine years ago, and it was a time of drought as well, but they didn't have the water problems that they have now um, and I suppose I um, immediately when it, when it rained you know we had the river in flood and, and the parts of the town were starting to flood and I was assuming well clearly the drought's broken and one of the property owners in our church just said Scott you know it's actually not broken if you take a drive just out of town um, you know while the river might be in flood it's it's actually we need the rains and follow-up rains and we need to have the the feed uh, and so it's it's a lot more than just one flood to break a drought, and uh, that really was something as a city person coming to the country, I didn't understand, but I do now. It's um, it's 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 rains plus follow up rains, and uh, I think it's difficult to get your head around that a little bit. <laughs> I think most city dwellers are in the same boat. Uh, We can be misguided. When there's a flood, we think the drought is over. But the flood doesn't mean the drought is over because drought uh, happens uh, insidiously over a lengthy period of time. And when there's not enough rainfall, everybody suffers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you said, it is an insidious problem, meaning that, you know, drought takes a long time to... Uh, or it's, it happens over a longer period of time than, say, an emergency like a uh, or some sort of natural disaster like a flood or a, uh, a fire. And you know, our, our people out here, including property owners, we we always give and respond to that kind of thing. Uh, you know, we've given to flood appeals, and you know, we feel as everyone does when you see things in the media. Um, for the people who are going through what they're going through, and so we'll give money towards that. But I suppose. Because of the nature of drought, it's, it's a long-standing thing and it, it doesn't hold media attention for a long period of time. Uh, you know, it, it's not sort of on the front page of the newspapers at the moment because it's something that just affects us continually. And, um, yeah, because it doesn't have that media spotlight, uh, it's kind of a little bit difficult to raise awareness of what's really going on for people. Uh, and sometimes, you know, media want, maybe want to do a, a story on things and, Sadly, a lot of the property owners and, and people who are affected by it, they've, they've given their time and given their energy and given their hearts to doing that, but they feel that, well, because it's not resulted in, in um, much change, that, uh, that they're not really open to that now. And it's, it's, it's really difficult to uh, try and um, pick people up out of um, where they're at uh, when they're just so... It's like they're holding on to hope with a very, very thin thread Obviously, as Christians, we have a source of hope outside of all that. So particularly for, for the property owners with faith, uh, prayer and and, um, and the support of 
their Christian community. And it's not just our church. It's, there's multiple churches here in Longreach that have been involved in doing things. The Catholic Church has actually been brilliant. Um, there, uh, there's a lot of property owners that are, uh, are Catholic, and uh, they've, they've given out, I think, well over $150,000 in terms of drought relief already. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, I suppose when you've got property owners spending as much as they are, like one property owner I spoke to was spending $100,000 a month uh, just on uh, buying water and stock feed. You know, most properties are somewhere between 1000 and and uh, you know, 10000 a week uh, in terms of buying stock, uh, sorry, buying uh, food and uh, water for their uh, breeding stock. It's a matter of keeping those breeding stock alive. And, uh, of course, if you lose the breeding stock, uh, then everything is gone. So you've got to, uh, you've got to do whatever you can to arrest uh, the decline in what's happening because of the drought. Uh, look, it, it, it's an important uh, uh, relationship that is sparked up between uh, the Community Disaster Relief Van and yourself, Scott, because uh, you've got some insights into how the community is being affected. And sometimes when there is drought relief that's coming from good-hearted people in the city, it's oftentimes missed guided, misdirected. How do you feel as though, uh, you know, if people are going to be a part of this appeal uh, that Marita is is running with the uh, the community disaster relief van, that, that things should be a little bit different? Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever comes, we'll try and direct that into the right places um, and support the local community with that. Um, I suppose it has been difficult in that some of the things provided have come from good-hearted people uh, just assuming, well, that's what the property owners must need. Um, for example, uh, some hay had come previously uh, sent up on trucks, and that was really great to receive that. However, the property owners had actually spent their fuel to come and collect that from the place where they collected it from, brought that back uh, to their, their animals. And there's, it's not quite as simple as... Um, animals eat hay, uh, so therefore we need to send them hay um, because there's all sorts of different grades of hay. Sometimes uh, I was out with someone the other day and we were feeding the, the animals cotton seed because um, if, if it, it's, it's dependent on so much, you know, really the property owners sometimes need to give their animals supplements uh, in order to help them to not become sick from that hay that's sent. Some of the hay that's sent is there's diff- all sorts of different grades and um, then there's been, you know, baked relief supplies given um, with the assumption that, well, these properties employ, you know, lots of people as they used to. But the sad reality is many of them have had to lay off their staff. And so it's really just the, the husband and the wife uh, and the, the family of the property, uh, if they're still there, um, sort of having to go around hand feeding their animals and just trying to survive what they're going through. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's Neil with you. We're talking drought this hour. Our talkback line is open, 1-800-316-316, if you'd like to be part of our conversation. Marita Hartley, whose initiative is the Community Disaster Relief Van. They've got a convoy that's going from Warwick up to Longreach in Western Queensland. And uh, also Pastor Scott Madrell, the pastor of Reach Christian Church in Longreach, is with us. We're talking about drought conditions and how people are affected. Uh, Scott, if I continue on with you for a moment, when we talk about the the emotional effects of drought wearing people down, uh, tell us about just how significant that is in the lives of people and families in the town of Longreach. 
Yeah, I think people really are at the end of their rope in terms of their hope. Um, and, and, you know, particularly now being March, uh, we normally get a wet season through maybe December, January, February. And uh, so a lot of property owners are now destocking uh, if they can adjust their stock and send their stock to another property somewhere maybe far away or not so far away that has feed. They're, they're trying to do that. But uh, so many properties are now in the process. In fact, probably most pro- properties, I would say, are in the process of destocking and keeping only just uh, their best breeders on, on site. So it, it, ha- it has an effect on people emotionally. There's been... Uh, I'm not directly aware of anyone, but I've heard many, many stories of people who uh, have committed suicide as a result. So uh, it, it's, it's difficult. Some people say, well, it's because the property owners are, uh, are proud and refuse to ask for help. Um, it, I think it's, it's probably a combination of things. I, I wouldn't say that they're proud people, but there is a sense of shame in that, you know, they've had this property for generations and it's been handed down from generation to generation and, and uh, you know, if they're basically losing all, all of it and it's being, uh, uh, they're having to sort of go into massive debt and the banks are foreclosing on things and they lose the property for their family, there's a sense of shame in that and also a sense of, of fear that people are, um, uh, that, that um, I suppose, they're just hanging on by such a thin thread and if they ask someone for help, then uh, that may well just cause them to crack completely. So, yeah, it's, it's not a sense of pride, but I'd say it's certainly a combination of those two things. Mm. Marita Hartley, the community disaster relief van, even though you might take a whole lot of relief supplies up to Longreach, it'll only still be, I guess, just a drop in the bucket. But there's something deeper, isn't there, in Christian people responding to uh, the need that there is in a community that's suffering under drought conditions because uh, what you'll be doing is you'll be bringing a message to the town that they're not forgotten, that there are people who love them and they're praying for them. That, that's right, yes. And that's, I guess, our um, catch cry of our um, CDRV is bringing hope to the community. And, you know, we were just looking back on that and going, well, God really placed that on us at the start of um, when we first started the van. And so our whole um, idea is, is that bringing hope into the community. And, and yes, we, we are just a drop in the ocean with a lot of other good organisations doing drought relief. But um, the the response that I've heard just talking to people is, you know, they say, you know, it's only a box of food, but, you know, it's shown me that someone cares, that someone somewhere knows our plight and cares about us. And that, to me, is what bringing hope is because then people, I know one lady said to us, it... it gave her the ability, she was nearly at the end of it, and it gave her the ability to go on for a bit longer. It, got, it, it renewed her hope in a way that um, just that knowing someone cares. And, you know, we are practical. We can't fix the problem, but we can be a hope. And because we carry not just a physical hope with us, because we carry that spiritual hope too, and I believe everywhere we walk, everywhere we move we can actually um, release that spiritual hope. And so coming into such a dry, desolate place, we, we hope to be bringing, well, I know we will bring the physical hope, 
as well as that spiritual hope everywhere we move. Marita, we're talking about the community disaster relief van. You've got the convoy that's going to Longreach April the 10th. Uh, what is it that you would like people to contribute? And uh, and I'll get Scott's uh, opinion on this as well because we're talking about what's appropriate to uh, to bring into the community. What, what sort of things are you hoping that people will either donate or people will actually come and get with their, their own truck and, and take a, a whole bunch of supplies? Churches will get on site and be supportive of what you're doing. What is it you want people to donate? Okay, well, we started off with cash donations and um, store gift cards and a filler box of groceries and uh, the, the cry for hay. So that was our um, initial start off. After our trip to um, Longreach and after listening to what the different people in the community had said to us, we come back and said, okay, we need to look at this. And so our main push is the cash because if we can inject cash into the community in various ways, that is the biggest thing that's going to help the community. Um, we can go up with truckloads and truckloads of groceries and that, but it doesn't do much for the stores and the businesses up there. So we're actually now more pushing um, the Australia Post Load and Go Visa cards, which anyone can buy at an Australia Post shop and they load their donation onto that and they can send that into us so we can distribute them or just um, cash into our bank account. We still are doing the fill the box campaign because we've put that into all the schools because that's raises an awareness within the school and we've actually had opportunity to go and speak on parade which has then um, brought cash donations in as well as um, food items and that we because we want to bless these people we want we're asking that it be nice brands so we want to actually bring and give them something that they won't possibly buy if they've got the cash because they're living day to day and buying the basics so I know a couple of the farmers wives are saying your cordial is a luxury they won't buy cordial at the moment so if they got cordial in a hamper they just think that's amazing or just a packet of lollies so it's them things that we take for granted every day that they are now going this is a luxury item just a nice brand of tea or coffee it doesn't have to be the most expensive but just something a bit nicer because they won't be buying that for themselves okay um, and so uh, the way that people can connect and be part of what you're doing is through your facebook site the easiest way to connect right now the community disaster relief van Uh, pastor scott madrell uh, your thoughts on the sorts of things that people ought to be uh, donating uh, to an appeal like this one well i'd echo exactly what marita just said uh, certainly whatever people give, we'll try our absolute best to make sure it gets to the people who it needs to get to. Uh, but when people, say, purchase items from a store in the city, uh, that uh, it, being a small country town, uh, it has an effect on a local economy. The, there's an, uh, I suppose when people give cash, say, to the um, Community Disaster Relief Fan account that's all on their website, um, that then means that those cards will be purchased in the Longreach Post Office or possibly yeah. even some of the other smaller towns surrounding Longreach. So it actually means money for, for, for the post office, but then uh, it means that you give the, the property owners or the business owners, whoever receives those things, the the dignity to actually realise, OK, well, I'm, I'm going to spend this on what I know I need rather than um, 
what people assume that they need. Uh, the other thing is, I suppose, local businesses really find it, uh, well, I wouldn't say offensive, but, but they, they feel it's maybe, uh, you get a double, double benefit, I suppose, if, if the money is given, because then the money can actually be spent locally. So it, it not only helps the people who receive that uh, gift, it also helps the places where that money is actually spent locally. Okay, well, that's... more targeted. Yeah, that's, uh, those are great reasons why uh, money is as much uh, an important uh, uh, issue here to be able to give uh, as all of these other luxury items as you're talking about and, uh, and as we're saying, not necessarily just the sort of basic staple items that we uh, need to live on, but those things that actually uh, show us that, uh, that someone cares and that gives the community a real boost. It's Neil with you on 2020. Our talkback line open. If you'd like to contribute to our conversation, Today We're talking about drought and uh, we've got our guest, uh, Pastor Scott Madrell, who's the pastor of the Reach Christian Church in Longreach and uh, Longreach doing it really tough at the moment, very, very dry conditions. Uh, Scott, uh, the interesting thing is we've got cyclones off WA and we've got cyclones off Queensland and uh, there are areas in the nation right now that are uh, struggling under the weight of rainfall and all of this flash flooding. The interesting thing about uh, the way our nation really uh, responds in all of these different variations of conditions is that while there might be floods in one part of the nation, other parts of the nation are not seeing any rain at all. It must be a little bit depressing when you're in Longreach and you start seeing all sorts of flood conditions everywhere and and, and still not raining in Longreach. Uh, Yeah, well, that's Australia, isn't it? (laughs) And, um, yeah, I'm not personally depressed. I know many people in the town are. And, you know, I think uh, particularly as a Christian, we've got a source of hope that uh, many who aren't don't. And so others often will look to us for that hope and, um, you know, we, we've had a number of prayer for rain uh, events. We actually had uh, the Deputy Prime Minister or the old Deputy Prime Minister, John Anderson, come out for a prayer for rain service. And, uh, you know, we've had multiple things where we've actually prayed for rain. And I suppose the community look on and, and some of them, uh, I suppose, look and poke fun and then others look on and uh, they're actually wanting us to pray for rain and uh, there's been people say to me look obviously you guys aren't praying hard enough and I say well you should come and join us <laughs> but um, yeah so it's it's um, yeah there's there's definitely a desire to, to do whatever it takes in order to, to get uh, it to rain I suppose the question is you know what's the reason why it hasn't rained why, why hasn't God responded to our prayers quite as yet and um you know, many, many, I suppose some people have even said, well, obviously there's some sort of problem or God's punishing Longreach. And that kind of attitude or that kind of response is, is particularly unhelpful pastorally to particularly the people who are in the midst of uh, going through that. So uh, what we try and, and do spiritually, I suppose, is just, just protect people from that kind of stuff and, and to understand that, you know, the Bible says in the New Testament, we're all blessed all the time. And uh, whether we're in drought or flood, we're, we're blessed. And, um, I suppose um, God causes his sun to rise on the good and evil and sends his rain on the righteous and unrighteous. And certainly we, we look to you know other Bible verses where uh, uh, you know you, you, we pray through and see if there is any areas where we need to confess and, and say we're sorry for that. And we've done all of that multiple times. But as I mentioned, it just hasn't, we haven't seen the drought break yet. And it's, um, yeah. 
And I guess all you can do is keep praying because there are many, many uh, uh, answers to prayer that we could point to uh, over the years uh, where there has been great breakthroughs because of uh, because of prayer. Let me ask you about some of the stories that you hear around the town, around the uh, broader, wider community. Uh, some pretty sad stories, Scott. Mm. Well, some are from the local businesses and just the amount of debt that they're carrying for either property owners or people from businesses that have been laid off from their jobs, uh, mechanical repairs on their vehicles, um, uh, you know, particular services, uh, fuel bills, uh, all sorts of stuff that people have, uh, local businesses in kindness have actually shown a bit of grace to the people who they know can't afford to pay right now. Uh, local uh, tradespeople, uh, you know, one person I spoke to the other day, it's about $50,000 worth of debt that they have in unpaid things that the people who they've done the work for just can't afford to pay because they've um, uh, the, the finances have dried up for them. So uh, we're talking everyone being affected financially and the banks, I suppose, are still charging those people interest on their overdraft and uh, they've sort of... Yeah, another story is, uh, you know, we had a, a three-year-old in church apparently the other day uh, uh, share, you know, she wanted the church to pray for her mum and dad because they're, you know, she's obviously noticed, and at three years old for her to notice that mum and dad are stressed about their local business, um, that's kind of saying something. So even the kids are affected by their parents. There's been um, some parents who've been highly depressed and, and children who are starting to carry that weight that their parents are feeling uh, personally as well. It is Neil with you. Our guest this hour, Pastor Scott Madrell. He's the pastor of Reach Christian Church in Longreach. We're talking about the drought conditions around the town of Longreach right now. And, of course, talking about the Community Disaster Relief Van, an initiative of Marita Hutley and her good friend Amanda, who, in response to a prayer they saw on Facebook, are, in fact, uh, are running this initiative and uh, taking a convoy of aid to Longreach on the 10th of April. You can be a part of that. You can connect with these ladies. Uh, Community Disaster Relief Van. And uh, at this time, uh, Facebook is the easiest way to connect. Uh, we've got uh, um, uh, Ingrid on. Uh, Ingrid Miller is the Drought Relief Program Coordinator from Longreach in Queensland. Hello, Ingrid. Are you with us? Or have I got Marita? Oh, you've got Marita here. Marita, you're back with us. Uh, we've just been trying to get a hold of Ingrid and uh, and get her uh, her uh, impressions too with the as as the drought relief program coordinator. Uh, let just uh, risk revisiting what we've been talking about because uh, there'll be people listening in who weren't listening to our earlier part of this conversation. Marita, the community disaster relief van. You've got the convoy the 10th of April. You're heading from from Warwick in southeast Queensland uh, up to Longreach in western Queensland. Uh, what's your encouragement for people to actually get on board and be a part of this initiative? Um, yeah, it... it, it... Just to touch a life, um, I will tell you a story about a guy here in Warwick that we ran into last week, and this should encourage everyone. Um, he's a guy and he has got cancer. He's undergoing chemo. And um, from, what I, from what he said, it, it sounds like he's only got maybe 12 months to live. Now, this guy came up to us and he said, look, um, I need 
to do something for these. It's been on my heart. And he said, um, I, I've got to do something. And, I, you know, I can't keep thinking about myself all the time. I need something to, to keep me going, to keep my focus outward and to keep me moving every day. And this guy has just been an amazing blessing to us. He's going around businesses. He's, he's willing to drive up there and and do anything he can do to help out these people up there he's a guy that could be sitting at home going oh you know woe is me i'm i'm so badly done by um but this guy's just got this vision to look out and to help other people and he's actually collecting cash and he's going to actually go up and um take all the cash up that he collects and he's going to buy whatever anyone needs um up there and spend all the money in long reach to um to help the people so, you know, this is one guy who's just really got on board with this vision and really it only takes one, you know, it takes one person to step in one direction and um, I heard the other day, you know, you just step in the path of what God's doing and God just keeps going with you and, and blesses everything you're doing. And you know, it's, and plenty it's, of room for more supporters there too. We do have Ingrid Miller, who's the Drought Relief Program Coordinator in Longreach, joining us. Hello, Ingrid. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. Ingrid, you're going to be helping to distribute the drought relief aid that comes on the convoy from the Community Disaster Relief Van. Uh, what sort of ways will you be distributing to people in town and around surrounding uh, properties? Um, yeah, so we will. We work with a lot of different agencies in the town and also on word of mouth for, for people who are in need in the community. And... Um, Quite often what happens is uh, a list of, of families or individuals gets compiled together and um, we often work off, off that. Uh, that's a, uh, you've got to work that way because uh, not everybody puts their hand up and says, uh, you know, I'm publicly in need here. That's, yeah, that's right. Um, often, um, often people will nominate someone else who, who, who they think is, in a position that they need some help and quite often then that person's name will come up in the list too so I often find that people who are busy running around getting on everyone else's name for a list um, for for support that's coming out um, those people who are doing a lot of the work often are in a situation themselves so um, there's there's a lot of community spirit out here that and Ingrid, the, the the churches in Longreach are united and uh, are, uh, are participating in what you're doing with this uh, relief distribution. Yeah, the churches are fantastic. Um, they've done a lot of work in the community, um, uh, especially as, as Scott said before, um, with the Catholic Church. They've done a lot of work um, over the last twelve months. So um, yeah, it's really good that all the services work together and and. And I suppose that has to happen in our community so that we can deliver the best best outcomes for everyone. Uh, Pastor Scott Madrell is still with us. Uh, Scott, the camaraderie between pastors there working together, uh, there is a sense, isn't there, which you've got to share some information about people who are in need and I guess you've got to be able to meet the need through various agencies. Yeah, um, there is a great camaraderie but always could be better. One of the things, I suppose, that I think we need to have better collaboration. There's always people that you feel are getting missed. Uh, everyone feels like, well, there's someone worse off than themselves, like Ingrid was saying. So they tend not to put their hand up, but they might 
say, well, this person here needs help, but then someone else has said that person there needs help. So um, that one of the things, that just a couple of nights ago, uh, there was a mateship matters speaking tour uh, where a group came through and they were talking about uh, suicide awareness and prevention and just uh, really just about asking people if they're doing okay. And, and I suppose after that, yeah, there was a number of people just aware that, hey, we, we probably need to have a better collaboration between all the agencies. There already is some collaboration, but it's just this, this feeling that there's probably people being missed and whatever we do needs to be done fairly between everyone uh, so that it's it's felt by the whole community. Uh, there's collaboration needed at all levels, isn't there? And uh, Marita Hutley, who is with us also, Marita, you need uh, levels of collaboration too uh, for people actually getting their uh, relief uh, supplies to you in order to be a part of the convoy that's going up to Longreach. Yeah, that's right. It, it takes a lot of um, logistical um, working out to get everything together to, to pull this off, yes. Okay, and uh, of course, uh, Ingrid, uh, you've got a, a team of people there ready to do this uh, this disaster relief and the distribution. Is that the case? Yeah, we have um, uh, a group called the Central West um, Drought Network Committee. So that's a variety of different um, health agencies and support services. And we meet once a month and... Um, Discuss all, you know, all the drought-related issues that are in the community, such as um, how it's affecting business and uh, suicide and mental health, as well as um, working around how we can um, deliver the, the the outside drought relief that's coming in, so that, um, like Pastor Scott said, that those people who really need it aren't being missed. So that's something that our group is working on at the moment, and um, hopefully we'll. You know, we're we're always looking for more engagement from from outside parties. So, and um, I guess you're coordinating relief that's coming in from a whole bunch of different initiatives. Yeah, yeah. So the, at the moment, we've we've got various other groups coming up out to this area over the next month to two months. So um, it's just a matter of working with everyone, and then also having. Um, trying to get those people who are coming out to work together as well. So that, that way, um, you know, if there's a truck coming from down south, then more than one one agency can be involved and have their stuff sent out together. Marita Hutley, it's a major effort. Are you hoping that there are going to be all sorts of other organisations that will join you in this convoy? Uh, I mean, people will want to make donations and they'll want to give supplies and relief materials and even those luxuries that you were talking about. But is there room here for uh, for whole organisations to all group together on the one day? There certainly is. Um, one of the things that has always been on my heart is unity. Um, I guess you could say unity within diversity. And I know for ourselves and our group that we want to actually join and partner with as many, many people as we can to bring this um, this hope to the outback. I've already been in touch with the Drought Angels, which are going up to Ilfracombe in May, I believe. And um, just just the, their whole heart is the same thing. Just we want to work with people. We, we actually want the, the organisations to all join together. You know, we don't want any glory in this. We don't want any acknowledgement. We just want to 
bring people together so we can actually help in a really big way. And that way we're not we're not doubling up and treading on toes too, which is something we really don't want to do. So we would encourage any organisations that want to get on board with us and, and be their own organisation and just um, move with us, um, we would encourage them to do that, yeah. You mentioned Drought Angels and uh, there's been other mentions of groups like Baked Relief. Yeah. Uh, what other ones uh, in the sort of network of people that you are in contact with are actually doing some work and, and uh, supporting people who are in drought conditions? Aussie Helpers is another really big one that has been doing it for years and years. They're um, really big on supporting uh, farmers. Um, probably the ones that I've really connected with since we've started up on this. I haven't actually connected with Aussie Helpers, but I've been watching their Facebook page and just um, hearing what they've been doing through the Drought Angels. And I know they have the same heart just to join with other other organisations and, and just to get the help there. So they're the two main ones that I know about personally that are doing a push into the outback and and the drought-stricken communities. I want to bring you back to the prayer that we talked about at the start of our conversation because there is a sense in which the answer to that prayer came when you saw the prayer and said, wow, I need to do something about this. Uh, It was a, a prayer that really tears at the heartstrings and the sentiments in there really reflected what people feel like in a drought community. Uh, very, very quickly, uh, Marita, uh, the the way that people respond is really uh, a response that can come from the hand of God uh, through the hands and feet of uh, of Jesus uh, by by making a gift to the sorts of appeals that you're running. Yes, and I do believe that. You know, we we don't like when bad things happen, like droughts or floods. But we are the hands and feet of Jesus. We We are. And I want to point people to Facebook where they can connect with the Community Disaster Relief Van. Marita Hutley and also Ingrid Miller, thank you so much for being part of 2020. Also to Pastor Scott Madrell. Uh, It's been great talking to you guys. Thank Thank you. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.